By day she is fair, and the sweetest I ever looked upon. Follow your heart. It's a beautiful one. Ho, ho, ho! Welcome to Avant Bard, a podcast where two theater nerds explore the highest highs and the lowest lows of works inspired by that upstart crow himself. Ho, ho, William Shakespeare! Has Shakespeare been naughty or nice? Dead! My name is Matthew James Marquez, and I use he-him pronouns. And my name is Megan Charlotte, and I use she-her pronouns. And today, we are discussing the film Much Ado About Christmas. Okay, so this is like two years running, Megan. What? Doing this film. Because what? What? two years ago, yeah, you stated that a Christmas film you wanted to exist was a Much Ado About Nothing Christmas Hallmark movie. Oh called my god. Much Ado About Christmas. And, I did I wrote it better. And last year, during Spruces and the Pines, we had discovered that this film existed. Yeah. And we promised that next year we would cover it. And boy howdy, did we make a mistake. You paid money for this. I paid two ninety nine on Amazon Prime for T- Yeah, tell me about tell me about this film. What about Megan. What the stuff you normally say. Yeah, sure. So this is a 2021 production. It is made by Gak Family. Do you know what Gak Family is, Megan? Isn't Gak that slime toy? It, it I mean that's correct, but that's not what Gak Family is. Gak Family is a subsidiary of Great American Family, which is a cable television network. Which broadcasts family-oriented material, like, made-for-TV movies and Christian stuff. Mmm. Family. Like, it's a mix of secular and soft faith-based programming. That explains some things. Yeah. So, Much Ado About Christmas is obviously, Megan, an adaptation of William Shakespeare's comedy, Much Ado About Nothing. Except it really isn't. Hey, hey, we'll get there. Okay, okay. It was directed by Michael Damien and written by Michael Damien and Janine Damien, a couple who work on a lot, and I cannot stress this enough, a lot of made-for-TV movies. Okay. Most of which have a Christmas bent. Good. Either producing or directing. Are any of them ones you like? No. Okay, good start. Yep. That's all I'm going to say about this movie because there isn't much, Megan. All right, so much ado. Oh, wait, 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 oh, wait, 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 Okay. Hold on. Yeah. One more thing okay. about this film. It is much like the Spruces and the Pines, also known and marketed under a different name because, again, spoilers, this film is so unlike Much Ado About Nothing that it could definitely be marketed as a different film and you wouldn't notice the difference because this was marketed as a hot cocoa Christmas. And I would like to tell you, again, spoilers, the concept of hot cocoa being involved 
It's actually very important. At the beginning, Megan. It sets up everything, Marquez. It's all impossible without Hot Coco. And then Hot Coco is not mentioned ever again. So Much Ado About Nothing is about mainly Beatrice and Benedict, a couple, and they, you know, they're witty, they banter. On the side, there's this whole thing with Hero and Claudio and... Someone's trying to mess with Claudio, and Claudio recently has decided he's in love with Hero, even though they really haven't spoken. So, they make him think that she's with someone else, while someone else, Don Pedro, has wooed her in Claudio's stead for him. It's really convoluted. So, this is also that when... Claudio goes to marry Hero suddenly. He's like, you're unfaithful, I hate you, and then she faints, and then they're like, oh, she's dead. And it's a whole thing. But really, the whole point of the play is that you're like, will they, won't they, Beatrice, Benedict, wow, what a power couple. And then, you know, in the end, it's like, oh, you're forced to marry this other woman who looks exactly like Hero, it's Hero. And also, Beatrice and Benedict will get married. Also, Beatrice at one point says, I'll eat his heart in the marketplace. But yeah, that's that's the play. Are you doing an acting corner? Oh, I am not doing an acting corner, Megan. We are just barreling into this film. Oh, it's all, oh also, uh, yeah, sure. Um, it's a Hallmark Christmas film. This is a genre popular with moms. But it's not a Hallmark Christmas film. No, but it's... It's a Gak family Christmas film. (laughs) Yeah, but I'm talking about the genre. And I think that most people would qualify the genre as, oh, would they say Hallmark or Lifetime? That's the thing. They would say Gak family. (laughs) Oh, every... Megan, you're right. My mom... Like when people have a stuffy nose and they're like, would you please pass me the Puffs Plus? (laughs) Alright, so at the start of the film, we are introduced to two women. One has light hair and one has dark hair. I wonder who is who. The blonde is very kind to workers, and honestly, it is so sickeningly kind that I feel like it's not genuine, but I know it's supposed to be. She's hero. She's a sweetheart, no problems with her in the world. And... The dark-haired woman is obviously Beatrice, and we know this because she's cold, and apparently that makes her a Scrooge? You know, how Beatrice complains and has personality. I need to mention something. Yeah. About where we are when we come across these two women. Yeah. This is a place that does not exist. We are outside of space and time. Let me travel back to the Spruces and the Pines. The location for that film was two farms, and it all felt real. Yeah. Like, that they were on farms and in barns and and Christmas tree farms. And, like, yeah, if your area's good for Christmas tree growing, it makes sense that multiple Christmas tree farms would exist. I cannot imagine this location in any setting but Christmas with snow on the ground. What? You mean Winter Snowden? I don't remember what it's called. But, like, here's the thing. This takes place in England, but here's the thing about England, Megan. It's wet, 
It's rainy. It's kind of shitty. It's dirty. No, but this is one of those idyllic English towns. Yes, this is a town that doesn't exist. What is it called again? Do you remember? No. Cool. But what I want to say is every shop is like a small business. There's no Starbucks. There is nothing like that. No McDonald's. No. I just need to set the scene that this is an idyllic magical Christmas land. This is where the film takes place. It's not actually magical. We just mean that there's no problems. Like, there's not unicorns going around and things. Well, we never see people shoveling the snow. It's because there's not too much snow. It's always just a light amount of snow. But it's always snowing in this film. Yeah, but just like a tiny amount. Where does it go? Sometimes they're inside Marquez. Maybe that's when it stops snowing. (laughs) Every time they're inside, it stops snowing. And every time they leave, it starts snowing. It's not snowing when she first goes on the date and she comes out and then it starts snowing. And that's why he takes a picture of her. She's like, wow, snow. It wasn't snowing. You're correct. So it did start snowing when they got outside. You know what? I'm right. But imagine if you will. This is my through line for this movie. Okay. Imagine if you will, if you lived in a land where whenever you walked outside, it started lightly snowing. That would be amazing. Okay. That's a plus side. So here's my my bit being... Oh, you're trying to see if it's a good place to... Live. Get a house and start a family. Yes, yes. So my my goal for this is, is this town somewhere we would want to live? Okay, so far it's a plus for me. Yes. Because I don't think it's so cold, because it never storms. Yeah. As far as we know. As far as we know. I'm taking everything that they present us in this film. These, like, three days... Yes, it are does. It only, every day of the year it to only, us. It only lightly snows, and it never snows. And storms. it's not that it's just Christmas week. We're assuming this is always Marquez? Yes, Megan, yes. Why? Because every storefront is it's like... It's decorated for Christmas. Megan, they love Christmas. Every sign is green with like gold or red lettering. You do not just change your entire storefront. For Christmas. No, but, you know, sometimes places are like, this is kind of the theme. There's places in Australia do that a lot. There's a place in Australia called Penguin. Okay. And, like, everything is called Penguin's Nook. Penguin's... It's all penguin-themed. Like the blue... Like the blue penguins that are actually around? Like fairy penguins? Yeah. Yes. Okay. So, like, these... Places do exist, and I bet they go crazy. I would accept this during the holidays. I would accept this if it is stated in the film as this is a Christmas town. See, but I don't think it. I think the the town is called Winterstone, so I could see them being like, "Hey, we'll go for a vibe of this." Not necessarily always Christmas themed, but always that kind of wintry. We're gonna go with pine colors, things like that. My idea is that this is an eldritch monstrosity of a town in which it is always Christmas. I don't think so, though, because they freak out a bunch about Christmas things. Like, they're stoked that it's finally happening. Yeah, but I think it's, like, a month. It's always December, and maybe December always resets. I don't think they'd be as excited. We'll get into it more. No, Megan. You'll keep bringing it up. their memories are wiped every month. No. It's a hell. That's not possible because of things we know. Okay, 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 okay. So what's happening now? (laughs) Oh God. Okay, so then we see two guys. Oh, sorry. So there's a Jingle Jangle Santa. Thank God it's not Salvation Army. Don't worry. The girls give money to it. Beatrice is like, wow, actually, it's nice being nice. And I... Okay. 
Then we cut to a high-rise building. We see a guy inside. He's working on an ad. Santa has got game. Yes, it's a basketball-playing Santa doing a dunk. And his friend, we assume, comes in and is like, Why are you still working? These are Claudio, who's the one who's working, and Benedict, who's like, Why are you working? I think that fits their personalities. Yeah. Claudio's name is Claude. Yes, and and Benedict's name is Ben. Ben. And then we get our Don Pedro, who in the play is, you know, the person above them, and he's their boss in this, and his name is Don. Don. Easy. This is easy stuff. And he's like, I got us all into the Lloyd Industries Company Christmas Party because we got to try to work with them now because our business is failing. Leonardo. Lloyd Nado. Yes. In Much Ado, though, isn't it like, we're soldiers and we're back from success? Yeah. Well, this is like, we're... Not successful. We're not successful. We need help. Yeah. And they're not welcome. No. So we've already changed a lot. A lot. About how people are going to react to each other. So anyway, we're at the party already now. It's tonight. Haley, who's hero... We need to talk about the name. Her name is Haley Logan Lloyd. Hey-Rogan Lloyd. Donato. So I don't think this name is good. I think it starts with an H. If I wanted it to be an appropriate name for hero. Heather. Something with an A-G. Heather works. You just can't name a girl hero anymore these days, Megan. Why not? Anyway, Beatrice's name is Beatrice. She just has her name. Sure. So, they're like, we're at the party, time to party. And Haley goes, oh, wait, I'm going to help out the hot cocoa cart manned by this old woman named Doris who is not in the play. And she is not doing a good job. She can't get it to work. And she's run out of peppermint sticks, also known as candy canes in a human society. Don't they call it, like, the swizzle sticksters or something? And I'm like, what? Peppermint stick is not copy wrote, copywritten. Uh, they call they should call them candy canes. Copyrighted? Megan, Megan yeah. they should call them candy canes because that's what they are. I accept peppermint sticks as well. I would if ex- that's no, a thing. No. What? I'm putting my foot down. Because of the loop? Yes. I would say if it is a... Okay, well, what uh, if they call them peppermint hooks? Then I'd be okay, but they don't call them that, Megan. No, they call it, like, minty swizzly <laughs> stick. So she is like, let me save the day. I'm Hero, the perfect girl. Which, um, nothing like this happens in the play. So Don is like, we've got to find Leona, who is... In charge. So Leona, it's not just Lloyd, it's Leona Lloyd who is Leonardo, which works perfectly. The name Leona is perfect. And Claude's like, I don't know who that is. And they're like, Google's free, my good bitch. And he goes to look in his phone's dad. Like Megan. And Doris suddenly appears and, and- is like, oh! You should go to the hot cocoa cart, which apparently has a phone charger for your exact kind of phone plugged into it. Is Doris the eldritch entity? Yes. That is keeping... If if there is an eldritch thing like you want there to be so badly, yes, it is Doris. So, 
he walks up to the hot cocoa cart and Haley's like, hi. And they both smile. And then the film gets a filter on it and slows down as they give huge smiles to each other. Megan, this is the only time that the film takes any non-diegetic choices. Yeah. And it's wild because it's the only time that anything happens where it's like a filter is placed on the film. Yeah. It's weird. And she makes him a hot cocoa and he's like, this is so amazing. Did you have to go to elf training camp to learn that? (laughs) You know, I think that line works for Claudio because Claudio is too scared to actually talk to her in the play. So I'd assume he'd say something as dumb as that. I do not understand, Megan, the concept of elves making hot cocoa. And I'm not going to fault this film. I think this is a prevalent Christmas-based assumption about Santa's elves that I don't understand. If you can make a toy, you can make hot cocoa. They're the same. I just will not take this lore addition to Santa's elves. They make toys. That's okay, what they do. Then let's move on. So... She's like, oh, you're looking for someone. That's why you need your phone. Is it a date? And he goes, no, I'm so incredibly single. It's pathetic. And she goes, wow, me too. I've never had a man like me, bodily or mind. She's not say that. Megan. No, but they talk for a way too long about how single they are. And then they talk for way too little for this man's phone to be charged. See, I'm glad, though, because we made that comment. And his phone is not really charged. But why wouldn't you stay? Because he just said a super awkward thing to this girl. He finds really hot. So he's like, yeah, 2%. That's enough. That'll get me through the night. Bye. And then Beatrice is at the bar getting a drink. Because you know, Beatrice is a bad girl. So that means she drinks alcohol, not hot cocoa. Sure. And then she sees Ben and Ben's like, whoa. Uh Uh-oh. And then she's like, hi, Ben, what's going on? And he's like, I've been here for a year. And she's like... In Winterstone. Yeah, in the town. And she's like, wow, you never told me. And then it's just like, we used to date, but we don't have enough in common. Several things here, Megan. One, Ben is a... Insult to Benedict? Yes, he is a little nervous, little simp for Beatrice, which is not at all what Benedict is. This film wants to neuter Benedict because I don't think you could have a character like Benedict in a Hallmark movie. I mean, they neuter Beatrice too. That's similar. You can't have two things. You can't have a womanizer who hates marriage and hates sticking with one woman unless they're a villain in a Hallmark movie. And you can't have a total bitch in a Hallmark movie. But that's who these characters are. Hey, the movie should be about that. Yeah, that's one thing I wanted to bring up is um, every time films that are like rom-coms are like, we're doing Much Ado. I'm like, you're doing a side story of Much Ado because you're just going to focus on Hero and Claudio. And they are not the main couple that drives the interest in the plot. They are literally the side couple. They're what the plot is. They're what drives the plot. They're the MacGuffin. (laughs) But they're like why all the other characters are interacting around. Yeah. They don't really matter. 
the meanest Ben is to Beatrice is at this moment when he's just like, it was interesting running into you. But then he says, take care before walking away, which I'm like, that's so, you're so close to being somewhat close. And if you think that this has a plot that, you know, it would be a will they, won't they with them too, it isn't. Because as he walks away, she literally like sighs and looks off after him, which is not, Beatrice is supposed to be hiding and fighting with the fact that she actually likes him. It takes until the end of the play of Much Ado for them to say they like each other to e- each other. And even then, they attempt to take it back when other people find out they're great characters. And these are, this is not them. So then this other guy comes up to the hot cocoa cart. And he's mean. And he doesn't like peppermint. Well, okay. So this guy, he is rude. He is rude. However... They make a big point about, like, he doesn't like peppermint. Like, there's a pause in the film where I'm like, I take offense. I dislike peppermint. It's okay. I think that as a place that has one thing that they are serving, having something like peppermint be a part of it is not a good cart. No, it should be optional. That shouldn't be what you automatically do. Yeah. should say you could add a peppermint candy cane. A mint swizzle strip. Yep. But, and also, why wouldn't you have Baileys at your hot chocolate at an adult party? That's true. He does ask for Baileys. And they're like, you have to carry your hot chocolate over to the bar. Again, this is an adult party. This isn't like... There's no children. No yes. families. It's no. not like the company and their families. It is movers and shakers dressing up fancy it's and wild. drinking while networking. It's wild that this place only has hot chocolate prepared in a specific way. We cut to Dawn. And he and Ben find Leona Lloyd, and she's like, no thanks, we don't need your small little ad company that's doing poorly, we just don't need it. And then Claude shows up, and they're like, no, Claude, show her your amazing Santa. And he's like, yeah, okay, and his phone dies, instantly. It's been like two minutes, so yes, he waited till his phone could turn on, and then it died, because it was at 1%. Awful, awful plan. But then, he's able to convince Mrs. Lloyd... To let them pitch for a fragrance line. And I guess that's like Leonardo being like, yeah, sure, you could be with my daughter. But that's not what this is. But Megan, guess who shows up next to Leona Lloyd? (gasps) The asshole guy. His name is Niles. Niles. But he's with... Elite Marketing. What a name. I guess they're doing well. Oh, I should also mention that Claude's marketing firm is called Blue Skies. Yes. So, Niles, is he supposed to be Don John? I think he's supposed to be Don John. But it's... But he doesn't do anything. anything. In fact, when he does things, it makes him more of a Don Pedro, but through Claudio's eyes in the one scene, or possibly a Baraccio, but it's not like that was his plan, so he's not. Yeah. He's also looks like... Jack Whitehall. He does. I just needed to mention that because he talks like him and he looks like him, but he's not. He's not related, but he could be. Claude gets Haley's number before leaving. And everyone else treats him like he's a freaking Lothario for getting a girl's number. And Haley's talking to Beatrice and is like, I know you're in love with Ben and you regret dumping him. 
And then we find out that Haley is Leona's daughter, and then Niles finds that out and is like, oh, wow, you're so amazing, Haley. You're Your great. hot cocoa didn't even need the Baileys. And this has nothing to do with Much Ado. Um, it's just showing that Niles is fake. Uh, so anyway, Haley runs a donation place called the Hope Chest. And Beatrice is donating clothes to it. And then Beatrice eats a donut that's not for her because she's a bad girl who doesn't consider others. That's not really a Beatrice thing. How does the Hope Chest work, Megan? Is it a place that is fully non-profit? The people who work there are apparently volunteers. Yes. So I think that maybe then all of the money from the secondhand donations go to just upkeep for the shop. And but then, the other thing is her mom is Leona Lloyd, so she never has to worry about actually losing the shop. You could just make a very large donation to a homeless shelter, and you'd probably do more good and not have to sell the goods back to the homeless people. You could just do it for free. Yeah, that's a thing. She could afford to take the donations and just donate them instead of being like, oh, you can barely afford it. I'll give it to you for a discount. Yeah. Claude calls... And Haley's like, oh my gosh, yeah, we got to go to the tree lighting tonight. And then she hangs up and she's excited and she gives the most Hallmark movie sigh. I'm sorry, Gak family <laughs> sigh. <sighs> Something that no one has ever done in the history of forever. Claude hangs up the phone and it turns out that they got the meeting. And Ben's like, Claude, you're incredible. I'm going to get you a turbo phone charger for Christmas. <laughs> and that's the whole scene. So we cut to what is obviously incredibly important, which is how much Hero and Claudio talk and go on dates and things in the play, you know? How he even totally speaks to her before they are going to get married. You know how they talk before it's him accusing her of infidelity? Hey, that's not fair. They do say that they like each other when they first meet and then they decide to... They say, like, two words to each other, Megan. Right. So, anyway, they're both like, oh my god, I love fish and chips. Ring, ring, ring. Haley gets a phone call. And she has to step away. Uh, Leona has calling Haley in order to set up an event, a Christmas event, a fundraiser. For it's a gala. It's a fundraising gala that really doesn't matter except for the fact that it is where the last scene of the film takes place. So we gotta set it up now. So that it comes up. So she's sitting on a bench. She hangs up her phone. And then it starts snowing. What did I say? Once they're outside, in the outside, it starts snowing. See? See? This is where I was talking about. Anyway, Claude sees this. And she's got her hand out like, wow, it's snowing. And he takes a picture of her. Without her consent. Without her consent. Lucky for him, she's like, that's great. Send me that photo. I would never, if I went on a date, with a person on the first date. I would wait 1.5 seconds maybe for them to say, hey, I'm sorry, I just took this picture of you. It's super cute. Do you want it? I would tell or them. Or like, is that okay? Like, I'd want them to say, I took it because I think you might want it. Is it okay? I'd want them to say that whole thing. And if they don't within 0.5 seconds of me noticing, I will say, show me that photo. I'm not comfortable. <laughs> I would 100% ruin that pristine moment to ask someone if i could take their photo i do not 
even want anyone to photograph me without my consent. I think it's rude AF. I think it's okay, more okay if you're in an established relationship. Oh, But uh, like a first date? Megan, yeah. Mm-mm-mm. So uh, then we get Haley talking about how incredible of a person she is. She's the perfect person, unlike Beatrice, because I love my community. Amazing. I love undeserved people. And then she lies about who she is because she doesn't want him to know that she's a rich bitch who could be doing more. No, that's not why. She just doesn't want him to know she's rich. And, and an know. important thing, Megan, is they walk and eat their fish and chips while walking. Yeah, which, in a park, which he loves. Which, Claude's like, I love this park. Let's walk while we eat. You're going past the fish and chips. You part. know what bothers me? That means they can't put anything on That's them. That's what I was going to well, say. Well, maybe they already put malt vinegar on it at the shop. Yeah, but if you want tartar sauce. Excuse you? They're in England. I mean, that's fair. It's malt. She, Vinegar, the end. She is American. They also might not have tartar sauce at the establishment. What I want to say is, it would be very, very messy and hot and hard to eat fish and chips while walking. It's, if you want the fish and chips, Megan, to be the best that they can be, which is freshly fried. Yeah, they should have sat right down. But, see, they couldn't because someone took the bench that she'd sat on. That's not, the only bench in town, Marcus. I, I wouldn't even want to eat fish and chips on a... a they don't have outdoor seating. This you see how small this town is? This place sucks. I'm fine with it. Megan? I think you can stand like a person at a Disney festival and just stand there and eat your fish and chips while they're fresh. Would you want to live in a place like this? This is number two point. They have fish and chips that I'm, are good enough to eat after they've cooled down? I'm in. I'm I'm putting this as a negative. I think that place is a horrible establishment. Okay, back to the park. He loves this park. This is very important. He mentions it. Megan mentioned it before, but I need to re-emphasize. Okay, he only says it once, but Marquez is making a note about this because he didn't notice it, and then it comes up later. Yeah, there's a rule in writing is you should mention something at least three times if you want to call back to it. So but, she lies about who she is, yes. and then she's like, it's time for the Christmas tree lighting. I'm just a little girl who's, I didn't know anyone at the Christmas party. I was, I mean, I had a friend, just no one else. Bye. I mean, whoops, Christmas tree lighting. And then the entire town sings all the lyrics to a Christmas tree. Megan, point three. Would you want to live in a town in which every Christmas tree lighting, this happens? That is a once a year thing. No, Megan, tree lightings happen every night leading up to events. I don't think. Because they're each event. See, I don't think it is here, though, because she's like, it is the Christmas tree lighting. Megan, I think you are. No, because once it happens, she says, it's finally Christmas. And if that was every night, I don't think she would have said that. Then I will say that it is insane that they only have one Christmas tree lighting. I think. That going along with that, it is insane that they all know the lyrics that, that's what to I'm a saying. Christmas tree that's when it's what, only once a year. That, that's I think that's the more important part of do, would you want to live in this town? Yeah. Is, and and uh, that is a no from me. My question is, are they willing, if a citizen who is very interested and is willing to lead it, offered, would they give the same importance to Halloween? Of course this is your point, Megan. This is the point you are going to make. If they're willing to make a big hullabaloo about Halloween, which they might not because it's England. I don't think so, Megan. 
See, what about no this is a no megan i'm i'm damn but megan. No, well here's the problem here's the problem here's really what it's breaking down to megan do you like fish and chips yeah megan do you like snow yeah megan do you want to live in england no <laughs> <laughs> they don't like halloween enough i don't want to live in england megan imagine if you will what type of freaking event do you imagine this similar thing happening Oh, they're lighting the jack-o'-lantern in the center yeah, of the town. Yeah, a big jack-o'-lantern? And, and then they start singing, spooky, scary skeletons and shivers down your spine. Because or, or grim grinning ghosts. I think that is terrifying and I wouldn't want to live in a town in which that happened either. All right, you don't need to live in my town. So he's like, oh my God, I love Christmas. And Haley's like, oh my god, what? Me too. I love Christmas. We have so much in common. And he goes, okay, here's how I'll know everything about your personality. I've got a BuzzFeed personality quiz in my head about Christmas that'll tell you what movie character you should go on vacation with. Like, he's just got this, and I've never heard of something so ludicrous. Ladies, if a fella on the first date says this to you, my advice to you would be to run. Well, let's see, Marquez. Okay, let's take the Christmas quiz. We won't know the answers because only he does. Yes. But I'm sure I could guess it. Okay, give me the first question. What is your favorite Christmas tree type? A Christmas tree. No, there are different varieties. I was going to say brands. That's not right. Uh, fur. No, that's not enough. Plastic. That's not even an option in his. No. It's like... Blue Smeargle, <laughs> Checkered Dolphin, Noble, Grand Escalade. <laughs> Oops, all berries. <laughs> Rules as written, all Christmas I, tree. All I remember is Noble because that's what she says. But like, I've never even heard of a Noble Pine or fur. I don't even know which one it was. See, I don't know. I thought it was just going to be like spruce or pine. Spruces or the pines. And no, it was like noble. And I'm like, whoa, there are a lot more kinds. Okay, next question. Okay, give me. What's your favorite shape of Christmas tree? Christmas tree shape. I'm like, kind of like a triangle. Like, what do you... <laughs> like, a tr- a, a, like a, a, a tree? Like, a, like when you draw a tree, it looks kind of like that. Like a... Like but a, like a, a more... Tr- a tree... A tree shape. The the shape that a cookie is when you make a Christmas tree cookie. Yeah, I don't remember the shape. He said like round. I don't remember what else he said, but she mentions that she has a soft spot for the Charlie Brown Christmas tree. So a That's, stick. That is, that is fair. That I accept. However, first off, I think that the whole premise of this quiz is whack and you should run. But if somebody asks you this and expects a, a le- real answer, a legitimate answer you run twice as fast like i'd literally be like hey did your family have real trees every year or plastic trees end of question and also don't make it about judging their personality (laughs) yeah you could just ask these questions casually okay no and now there's one last question what's your decoration style of choice there's options for this one it is minimalist ostentatious traditional nostalgic what's the difference between those two and hipster 
What does that mean? I think I think you are hipster. Because I do Hexmas ornaments? Yes, you do Halloween-based Christmas ornaments. And I think I would say, I would actually answer this and say, what is the difference between nostalgic and traditional, like you mentioned? Like, unless it is, I've got VHS tapes, well, I got Polly Pocket. What is the difference? Okay, so here's what I think of when I think of nostalgia. Because I think nostalgia... Polly Pockets. No, nostalgic to me is those plastic Christmas tree lights with, like, the painted... Well, traditional is an actual candle that you have to worry about burning your house down. Uh, and also, like... Garlands that you make out popcorn. of... Popcorn. Popcorn. That, to me, is traditional. And nostalgic, I think, is, like... Yeah, like what Granny I Granny would... ornaments. Granny ornaments and... But, big... like, you need to have this conversation. Yes. Which ruins the point of the quiz. Anyway, she gives her answers, which I don't even remember what she said for that one. I think she said traditional. And then he basically does what a psychic does at a shop when they're just like, ah, you know someone with a common name. And they go, I do. You have a feeling towards them. I do. And he's just like, here's some compliments anyone would like to hear that literally have nothing to do with the answers you gave. So this movie, later on, will suppose that she is the whack one in the relationship, where I think this entire conversation is a giant red flag for this dude. Yeah. Especially because he just has that, like, <laughs> wow, isn't this great, like, grin on his face the whole time? And it's just kind of weird to me. Oh, my God. They both love karaoke, but can't sing. Both of them. But it doesn't matter with karaoke. It just matters, like, having fun. Yeah, so they're going to go to karaoke. And she's like, what about Saturday? And he goes, oh, I'm supposed to hang out with Ben. And then she's like, oh, I'm supposed to hang out with B." Huh? Wait, Let, let's trick them into coming. Except they that, really don't. Do you think that they're still into each other? And they're like, yeah, yeah, I do. So Haley goes back to Beatrice and she's like, oh my gosh, this guy is pretty great. And Beatrice literally says, I've never heard you say something like that. Ever. Listeners, Megan was not paraphrasing. She says word for word, he's pretty great. And this sunshiny Haley we're supposed to think has never said a guy is pretty great. It's not like, I think I'm in love. Or no. like, he's incredible. Just, no, he's pretty he's great. He's pretty great. I've said that about movies that I'd rate a six. Out of ten. I thought <laughs> yes. you meant six out of five. No, sorry, six out of ten. So then they talk about it a bit and... Haley's just like, again, yeah, I can't tell him who I am because every time a guy knows who I am, he flip-flops like Niles did, where mm -hmm. he treated me like crap and then was nice to me. And then Beatrice is like, Ben has cute hair. I'm not listening to you. I hate everything. And then she's like, do you think Ben's moved on? Because I'm totally over him. Oh, wait, I can go to karaoke with him? I'm going. This is just really not Beatrice. So there's a thing. Where Beatrice, like, listens in on Margaret and Hero, trying to, like, trick her. Yes. Into being like, oh my god, Benedict's in love with me? What the heck? And this is, like, the opposite. This is just Where direct. she just walks up to Hero and Margaret, whatever whatever her name is, and it's just like, I like Ben. And they go, who are you? <laughs> <laughs> who are you? 
And also then, in a very short scene, Claude invites Ben. No, no, he doesn't invite him. He tricks him, quote unquote, by saying like, ah, we're going to go to karaoke. But I guess that's something that you wouldn't, you wouldn't go like. to. And he's like, I'm the king of karaoke. What kind of karaoke? Regular, Regular Christmas? Christmas? All right, so now we're going back to Would You Want to Live Here? There's a town where they do Christmas karaoke. Yes. So here's my problem. You like singing and you like uh, being the center of attention while singing? Well, yes. But also, at the same time, though, I now only really like Norebang individual karaoke rooms. I don't think that's much of a thing in England. No. No, that's just bar karaoke. Yeah. I do want to mention, though, in this scene, they are at the cafe and Ben gets a pumpkin spice latte, which I, again think that this is trying to be like see he's the bad boy that's a halloween type drink fall drink and not a winter drink a winter drink would be a peppermint mocha but he gets a pumpkin spice latte and then claude gets a cinnamon roll because he's a perfect little cinnamon roll the fact that you paid attention to their cafe order they said it so i figured it was um, it mattered it mattered to their characters if the tree shape that you like matters to your personality what you order at this little cafe does so anyway, Claude and Haley meet up again before Christmas karaoke. And the first thing that they say to each other is, who's on your Christmas shopping list? Who asks that? What a boring question. A, what a boring question. B, this is your second date. You know what I also want to bring up? He says, my brother. Ben literally said he's getting you a turbo phone charger and you're not even getting him a gift. Also, he's your best friend and you're not getting him a gift. It's rude. It's rude. So my assumption about this scene is that they talked about buying Christmas gifts before karaoke, before this scene, but they don't show us. Because the way that they act, it is like they assume that this is what they were going to do. Yeah, they're, like, walking through a little market. So, like, this is a scene in which they, I think that the writers were like... What What could they be doing for her to lie to him about who she is? It it would be boring to just have them talk about this to lead into the lie that she tells, so they need to be doing something while doing it. Because they just do a lot of busy stuff, like, oh, here's a scarf you try on. Here's a hat you try on. Here's just socks for the only person on your list, your brother. Yep. The end. And then he's like, well, what do you want for Christmas? And Haley's like, only Santa knows that. And then the background is a guy being Santa for the market. And he's like, let's go ask him. And they go, ah, ha, 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 and walk away. I mean, during this scene, she gives her dark backstory. A lie. About her lie. Her dad's from Chicago. And her mom's from England. And her dad, did he leave or did he die? Literally didn't even write that down. I don't think it was mentioned. I didn't think it mattered to her personality. So her mom had to scrounge for anything. Anything. And she took her grandfather's old English house in this town and fixed it up good. Yeah, so it's all lies because her mom is a rich woman. Yeah, a multimillionaire. Yeah. Everyone knows her. Yep. So we go to Chris's karaoke. 
But not even yet, because now they have to go home and get ready for Christmas karaoke. Oh, yeah. I forgot, because this is so... So, like, they were like, we're going to do Christmas karaoke. But then, yeah, I guess they called each other and were like, actually, do you want to go shopping before karaoke? But then, like, not directly before, like, go and then go home and get ready and then whatever. Because I think it's mainly they want to help their friends get ready for karaoke. Yes. Because Beatrice is like, oh, my God, I'm not hot enough. I need to look hot Her for sweater ben. is fine. She calls her that she looks like a potato. The sweater is the fine. The sweater's fine. She changes into something else that Haley has because Haley's like, well, guess what? I have a whole shop of clothes that you can try and on. And you donated some, so you have my pants. Even though pants in England is underwear. It's underwear. But that's not what they meant. Like how they call each other buds, which is not a phrase that I think you say I, in English. I want to see an English person watch this and see that line Be like, where... No. <laughs> Where Beatrice just says, you have my pants, lesbians. Mm -hmm. And then we cut to Ben and Ben's like, do I wear a sweater or a blazer? I want to look good, but also comfy, but not too comfy. Benedict wouldn't care. No. Benedict would say, I look good in this. I look hot in this. I'm wearing this. That's what Beatrice would like. Beatrice would be like, what do you think Benedict will say? Guess what? I don't give a shit. And then you'd be like, okay, you do. Yeah, you but do. you, like, covered for yourself super quick because you started to ask something you legitimately think. So then they actually go to Christmas karaoke. And, and they're like, hey, you guys were at the Lloyd's party. Who do you know there? And Haley and Beatrice are like, uh, check, please. No, they ask for food. They're food. like, food, please. Okay, several things about this scene. Nobody, the worst? Looks, nobody looks at a menu. When the lady comes, one person just goes, Four, four burgers? Four burgers? They haven't discussed this beforehand. No. And then, the worst part, Beatrice is like, actually, instead of fries, can I have a salad? And Ben literally looks to her, and I was making, I was like, he, he made a joke of like, you don't get half my fries. And I was like, okay, that's funny. Because yeah. it's like a thing of like, women are like, nah, I don't need anything. Like, it's a stereotype of like, oh, I don't need anything. Ooh, actually, I'm gonna try that. And then they eat like half of it. And that's a joke. But then he's just like, you don't have to starve yourself. You look great. And I wanted to punch him in the taint. I agree, Megan. Here's the thing. Here's the thing, though. Benedict. Would Benedict say something like this? No. He would possibly imply the same thing, but he would be like, that's a stupid choice for you to make. Yeah. But he wouldn't be like, Beatrice, you're so attractive. You don't need to starve yourself, which is another thing he no, says. No, here's the thing. Okay. So Benedict would just insult her. Yeah, he'd just be like, oh, because you're fat? Yeah, but that's their relationship. That's their relationship. But you'd be like, well, not as fat as you. Like, they just do a little banter thing. Megan, this is nice guy behavior. This is nice guy behavior. And the thing that makes me the most mad is when he's just like, do that. You don't need to starve yourself, blah, 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 blah. She goes, thanks. And then he goes, an extra order of fries. So she's going to have the salad and the fries. Yeah, but she thanks him. Yeah. And I hate it. Here's the thing, Megan. Never comment on what someone else orders no. at a restaurant. No, unless you've had it before and your comment is, hey, by the way, it sucks here. Oh, no, yeah. Don't, I like, mean. From my, or like, the last time I had that, it made my stomach turn or something. In case they've had it and they're like, oh, actually, I typically like it. Then you could be like, oh, cool. It might have just been the time I had it. And if you're at a restaurant with me, you can mention, do you have lactate? Because that's just looking out for me. Yes. Because I don't look out for myself. 
and this is also the opposite. This isn't her making a bad choice. No, she just makes a choice that maybe she just wanted a salad. Yeah, you just assume Maybe she had fries earlier today and she doesn't feel like having fries again. You just assume that it's because she's worried about her figure. Like, uh, okay, we need to stop talking <laughs> yeah, about this. I'm so annoyed. Claude and Haley sing It Came Upon a Midnight Clear. My thing is, Megan, I think Chris's karaoke is probably the most boring thing that you could do. Except apparently everyone in this bar loves, uh, loves it. it. And they like audience participation. Literally, they do jingle bells where the audience sings every other word. And that is you, you nonsense. Would, Megan, would you live here? Here's the thing, though. I don't go to the pub. Yeah, This you, wouldn't affect Megan, me. Megan, you would. I would? If they have a great burger. That's true. <laughs> That's my thing, That's Megan. true. Could I order to go? I know they don't have outdoor seating here, yeah, sure. but yeah, sure. <laughs> neutral. Neutral? I would say no. Like, I'm one for like Here's four. the thing, Marquez. It's England. That's a big no for you. That outweighs any yes I give this film. That's fair. Okay. So yeah. Claude's like, why didn't you tell me? And Haley's like, oh my God, liar revealed. And then he's like, you're good at singing. She's fine. And then Ben and Beatrice are already holding hands in the park. And... Beatrice is like, I'm good at pickleball. And Ben goes, Yeah. And they're like, Why didn't you snowball guys? Duel. And they're like, Why did you guys break up? And they're like, We can't stand each other. Which would be fine as a pin at the end of the film. As like a. Womp womp. Womp womp. Like, yeah, but this film isn't about them and it's just like a lie in this, apparently. And. Yeah, so they have a snowball duel because they have to, like, do ten paces and turn and all that. It's a sanctioned snowball fight, yeah, Megan. Yeah, yeah. Because this is a magical Christmas town in which they oh, have... Oh, you think there's rules for sanctioned snowball duels? I just think okay, it's ridiculous. Okay, you know what? Point to this place. <laughs> Megan does not like a unruly snowball no, fight. No, I would love if I got in an argument with someone and I was like, tonight... At 3.50 p.m. Because it will already be dark and be night. Snowball Park. And there are set rules. No face. No ass. No ice. Those are the three rules. Wait, so I could just throw it at his crotch? No crotch. (laughs) (laughs) So everyone joins in because now it's unsanctioned. And then Claude goes to defend Haley, and they both fall like in an anime. And then he says the line that we started the episode with, by day she is fair and the sweetest I ever looked upon. And I turned to Megan and I went, is that a line from Shakespeare? It sounds like a line from Shakespeare. No, that's the point is it's supposed to be. But it's it's not. It's not. Why didn't they just say something from Shakespeare? Because that would have required the writers to care. And then she's like, you're a hopeless romantic. And he says, totally hopeless. And they kiss. (gasps) Oh! Wow. And then Haley's like, can you join me tomorrow for something? And he's like, yeah. It's very important. It's him being Santa for a bunch of kids, but he doesn't even have a beard. And I guess the kids don't care and I don't care. Whatever. Point away from this place because the people don't realize that Santa's supposed to have a beard. And did she not have a Santa if he said no? Maybe it was just going to be a surprise for the kids. Maybe she was just going to do it herself as like an elf. And then she was like, I have a guy. He could be Santa. And I have a Santa suit, I guess. She should have planned this. She should have had a Santa. She's got money. These kids would 100% believe in Santa. Also, who are these kids? I was told that she runs the hope chest. So what is her thing with these kids? She's like, 
I run a small charity shop, but I don't even have to be there on a day I'd assume it's open because it doesn't matter, and I'm going to do this other thing. Yeah. So, Don and Claude are working on ads, and they're like, Haley is amazing and genuine and so good. And this is fairly similar to a scene in the play, which is basically when Don Pedro and Claudio are like, wow, we can make that work. Yep. She's great. We see his ad campaign, right? It's boring. It's just the, uh, it's the perfume, a, a perfume bottle, bottle with in some snow, snow and a, a black background. Yeah, boring. And then we see him like look at the photo of Haley, and we all go, don't just put a woman's photo in an ad campaign without her permission. Correct. But then we don't see anything with that. And then Haley sells a briefcase to a man for cheaper than she needs to because he's just got a job and he's on hard times. And as we said before, why not just give it to him? You're a Lloyd. So I know what liberals would say. People want to purchase things. Uh, they want the idea of handing over money and knowing that they're valued. You know what she could have said, though? Because here's the thing. He didn't see the price tag. He said, how much is that briefcase? And she saw a tag for 30 and said 10. She could have said, oh, actually, this was like not for sale. Do you want it? Like this was going to just be thrown out or be thrown out or was just going to be for the first person who needed it. Yep. If you want to make a donation, go ahead is what I would say. And it will help other people. Yes. That's the thing is then you give them an opportunity to give money for someone else. And if they can't, then it's no sweat. This is like the idea that she is generous and good, but it comes across to me as being like, well, capitalism still needs to exist. I'm a good landlord. Yeah. Leona Lloyd comes in and she's like, hello, honey, here's a bunch of donations. You should date Niles. <laughs> and she goes, no, I'm dating Claude. And that's about what happens. And she's well, like, I don't know who that is. Okay, honey, goodbye. Well, she just goes like, come invite him to dinner sometime. And she's like, no. And then Leona leaves and Claude comes in immediately. And is like, look, I got a shit Christmas tree. Decorate my office with me. And she's like, cool, I don't have to work. And just leaves. Yeah. And he's like, so when am I going to meet your mom? One, you guys just kissed this for is, the first time. This is date three. You know, on the third date, you meet my mom. <laughs> They're adults. They're, that's the thing. It's not like you're teens and picking, yes. up, picking her up at her mom's house. Yes. You are adult humans. You do not need to meet their parents. He hasn't them. even mentioned a family besides a brother. It's wild and bad, Megan. Anyway, he's like, in my last relationship, the girl wasn't honest, so I need you to be totally honest. And she's like, okay, I'm going to tell him the truth. And then Don's like, I'm here. And then he's like, I want your opinion on the ad. And I was like, oh, is it going to be the ad with her in it? So that she can be like, that's weird. Uh, no, it's just the boring one with just the perfume. And she goes, uh, I can't tell you that uh, my mom, I mean, not my mom. Bye. And she leaves. So she goes home and she feels terrible, I guess, now. Oh, yeah. She's just like lying on her couch. She's like, she's my like... stomach is all in knots and stuff. And Beatrice is an idiot in this. And is like, here's eggnog with antacids in it. Disgusting. Beatrice wouldn't do that. Beatrice is smart and actually cares about Hero. And would probably tell her, tell him the truth. Yeah. Or she'd say, what's going on? Yeah. Do I need to eat his heart? In the marketplace. 
And then she's like, I'm going out with Ben. I can't be here for you, actually, because I'm going out with Ben. Never a thing she would do. She would say, you need me right now? I hate Benedict. I'm here for you. And then Haley's like, I'm on the naughty list. And she's just like, bye, I'm going on a date with Ben. All of this, Beatrice slander. So Haley's visiting her mother to discuss that gala that we mentioned. And she's just like, everything is all set up. And her mom's like, great, I'm so glad that this is very important. And she's also like, tell me what's wrong, honey. And then Haley maybe is going to, but I don't even know if she seemed like she was going to. Because then an assistant comes in and is like, uh, the guys from Blue Sky are here. And Haley's like, I gotta get out of here. And then she goes downstairs. We see downstairs, all the boys from Blue Skies are sitting there. And then who's at the reception desk? Niles, trying to bribe something, it seems. The reception. She's like, I'm gonna leave this drive here. Because Leona asked for extra pictures on the best. It seemed like he was trying to bribe her. He was like, oh, tell her that we're great. Yeah. Or something. I don't know. Anyway, Niles is like, oh, hey, Haley. And is trying to schmooze up to her. Claude sees it. And I go, oh, we're back at scene like two in the play. Yeah. But that's supposed to be Don Pedro. Don Pedro talking to her. And then Claudio goes. He's actually wooing her for himself, even though this was the whole plan was that he was going to woo her. But yeah, for you, yeah, yeah. It makes it's no sense. really stupid. Stupidest character. Claudio's the dumbest boy in school. I'm the dumbest boy in school. But like, to be fair, Niles is like touching Haley's hair. Yeah. And things. I mean, what she should do is just be like, no, back off and walk away. Yeah. But he's like, will you go to the gala with me? And she's like, um, no, maybe. And he's like, do you have a date already? And she's like, no, I mean, maybe, I don't know. It's not going great. And I'm like, you are not telling, you are. Say no. You're leaving the possibility open. And then we cut to blue skies because Claude sees them talking still and is like, oh my gosh, what's happening? I have to go though. And he leaves. And Leon's like, I don't like this ad. And he's just like, I have something a little different. That I've been working on without asking for any consent. So, Megan. Yeah. I thought that the ad was going to be her sitting on the bench with her hand open and the perfume bottle in her hand. Yeah. Being like, wow. Like a Disney picture with Tinkerbell. Yeah. It is her. On top of the bottle. On top of the bottle. Which I actually like more. I don't. I think. See, the thing is, though, if it was what you're saying, you wouldn't be able to read the label. That's fair. But also, I think it's weird to have a regular human lady on a perfume bottle. Well, here's the thing, Marquez. She's an actress. So she's really not a regular human lady. Yeah. So obviously, Leona sees her daughter in an ad and was just like, this is disgusting. Yeah. She's like, you're trying to make me like this by using my daughter as like bait, basically. And they're like, you're what? All three of the guys are like, we had no idea. And I'm like, didn't you Google her? Shouldn't you know she has a daughter who runs a business? That shit would be in the papers. Yeah. Anyway, he is profoundly disappointed that Haley lied about who her mother is. And then Ben's like, so uh, what if we went with the old design? And Leona's like, no, you're done. Get out of my office. But then when they leave, she's still looking at the ad. Hmm. So Haley goes to Beatrice and she's like, oh my God, the most awkward thing just happened. And she describes what happened to Niles and it's like, obviously I said no. You didn't. 
she didn't and I'm mad at her and she's like it must have looked bad I'm like yeah because you didn't actually say no to him and Claude's ignoring her phone calls I mean I would and we cut to the boys and Don's like I liked your ad Don is like ridiculously chill with what should amount to a fireable offense I know that he doesn't think that it was a bad thing but it would be at least did you get her consent yeah. To run this as a possible ad. That's why it's weird. Yeah. And then he's like, so do you think you and Haley will still work out? And Claude's like, I don't know what her game is, but I don't want any part of it. And I'm like, okay, what would her game be? She's rich as shit and you're a no one. Yeah. What game would she have? If anyone would have a game in the relationship, it would be you. Unless it was her trying to string you along for a joke. But that's not what you're implying. So anyway, Don's like, Claude, just let it go. And then Ben says, so what about blue skies? And Don says, it's gotten a little cloudy. <gasps> Commercial break. <laughs> so then Leona is talking to Haley and she's giving her shit for lying to Claude. Mm -hmm. Which makes no sense. And then she continues on with this explanation that makes even less sense. Where she's like, you should be proud to be a Lloyd because I don't want you to have to build things from scratch or rely on someone else for your income but so you should use my name and re rely on it in your personal life to have a leg up but also you have to be your own person and build your own things from it because you can't rely on me but I don't want you to build your own things from scratch but also use my name but don't yeah and then Haley's just like, that makes sense. I'm proud of you. <laughs> this conversation makes no sense. No. And then Haley finally speaks up at all and is like, mom, men treat me differently when they find out who I am. I'm, I'm sorry. I'm on Haley's yes, side. Yes, 100%. And her mom's just like, no relationship can survive without honesty. He needs to accept who you are or he's not the right person. And I'm like, okay, that last bit is true. But also, she's right. But also, she has every right to not want to tell this guy who she barely knows who she is. Then Haley's just like, oh, I'm worried about blue skies. And her mom's just like, just follow your heart. <laughs> yeah, sure. Great advice, mom. Thanks for all of the contradictory nonsense, mother. And so she's just like, yeah, I will. So she goes to blue skies and... She sees Ben. And Ben's like, Claude's not here. He's on a walk. He's just so, so sad. So sad and mad. And, disappointed. And so she's just like, no, don't worry. I know where he'll be. Because one time he briefly mentioned that he likes that park. So she goes to the park. Guess what? He's, he's he, there. He, he's there. And he's a <sighs> sad boy sitting all on his lonesome. And he's so mad at her for lying about who she is. And he's like, well, maybe I'd have been different than all the other guys. When he says that. You're like, oh, you're a not all men. I wrote down, Megan, this film was not worth $2.99. So. <laughs> so here's the thing. As much as I hate this, this matches Claudio. Oh, because Claudio's a horrid person. And when... He's told that Hero is unfaithful. He automatically believes it. Basically. Well, he's like, no. And then he sees silhouettes having sex, basically, and goes, that must be her. Yeah. And then 
calls her terrible things in front of her whole family during their wedding ceremony. Doesn't do it privately. No, he waits to the wedding. He's like, yeah, I'm totally going to marry you. And then treats her so terribly that she faints. And so, so you know what? Claude is Claudio. They got it right. It just reminds me that um, I don't like this relationship in the play. <laughs> yeah, where's Benedict and Beatrice? And Haley's like, okay, but, you know, I've never just been a girl named Haley, and I was finally experiencing that. And what if you'd used me for an inside edge with my mom because you were trying to get my mom to go with your company for the first time ever? I was in a horrible position. And Claude just says, I would never have used you like that. But I guess you'll never know that for certain because you took that decision away from me. I don't know who I fell in love with, but it wasn't you. So she shouldn't have lied, obviously. Right, but you can't blame her. But when she explains everything... Her reasoning, he's just like, so? She was like, you loved me? And he says, it doesn't matter, it wasn't real. And then he storms off and she sits alone on the bench and says, it was to me. Which I laughed. Yeah, because it's really cheesy. I mean, if she said it to him as he walked away. Right, but she waits until he's gone and then says it to the skies. And then does a Gak family sigh. (sighs) But yeah, I hate Claude. And uh, I mean, I don't really like Haley because she's boring, just like Hero. Anyway, moving on. I think I think we should go through this montage. Haley's depressed. She puts a stocking backwards, which means she's absolutely horridly messed up. Literally, Beatrice flips it around, and Haley goes, "Oh, am I that bad?" I lost my Christmas glow. I think Beatrice explains to her that she oh, lost her Christmas. Yeah. Oh, but you. either way, like what? She put one stocking on backwards. Anyway, Ben. Goes up to Claude and is like, so, uh... You want to patch things up with Haley? Oh, maybe not? Okay. Uh, I, I'm here for you, buddy. And he gives him half of a gingerbread man. The top half. For that is the part with the face. And then also they're firing oh, these two dudes that we don't know in Blue Skies. No, not guys I didn't even know worked for Blue Skies. And then Haley's with the kids again and she's singing, but she looks like she's going to cry. Now, are these the children choir that shows up later? Is that what their I think bit so. is? Okay, why did they need a Santa Claus to come in? I don't think they needed it. Okay, then he's weird. And then Leona's looking at the Haley ad image again. What do you think's going to happen with that? I think it's going to turn on the end of the movie that she's going to go with that ad. What? So they have to get ready for the gala. It's this weekend and Beatrice is like, Haley, you haven't thought about your outfit? What's wrong with you? Again. Not Beatrice. Beatrice would be like, screw this gala. Is he coming? I'll eat his heart in the gala place. Yep. And mom, Leona, is just like, you don't need a date. You're getting an award. (laughs) Megan, it's an award that they are giving. Yes, the Lloyd family is giving their daughter an award for charitable work. It's nepotism all the way down. Yeah. So they're trying to get dresses. Yep. For Haley to wear to the gala because, oh my God, she's such a mess. And mom's like, should I intervene? And Beatrice is like, no, 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 just wait. And then Blue Skies lost another account. And Don is like, don't worry, guys. I spent all the money the company has so that we can go to the Christmas. He doesn't actually say that, but that's what it feels like. 
He's like, I bought three tickets to the Lloyd Christmas Gala so that we can talk to Leona. And Claude's like, nah. Nah, I'm not going. He bought the ticket. He already bought a ticket. I doubt you can get a refund. Quick, two random guys I fired. One of you fight for this ticket. And then Ben's, you know, his kiss-ass person. And he's just like, of course, he'll do anything. It's not Benedict. Niall sucks. And yeah, Haley goes to the cafe to pick up something for the gala. Order. And Niles is like, oh, isn't that what the help is for? I'm rich. Niles! And he's like, save me a dance. And she's like, yeah, sure. What, girl! Say no to him. He sucks. And Ben is trying to convince Claude to come. He's like, you could talk to Haley. Like, come on. From what I saw, it seemed authentic. And Claude goes, no. And then Ben's like, I'm so sad. Benedict is such a little pissy boy. Yeah. And then Claude looks and sees his Charlie Brown tree and is like, and looks at it and we go, okay, he's going to go. He's going to go. So anyways, it's time for the gala. Doris is here. Yep. She's just kind of looking around like, oh, ho, ho, I'll make it work. <laughs> She's magic, Megan. Yeah. She's a magical legend of a leprechaun. So I said, is she a feckin' leprechaun? So Ben and Beatrice enter and they're like, haha, I'd love to be rich like Haley. And they're just bad friends. Yeah. Which I'm fine with Benedict being because he's not her friend. But he hasn't been this whole time. No, it's and... like the first time he has balls and it's to kick Beatrice's best friend, which would make real Beatrice kick him in the balls. Uh, anyway, they kiss. It's the first time we've seen them kiss, but they're just like, whatever. Okay, we're together. Doesn't matter. And then Haley's crying upstairs because the zipper's stuck on her dress and... That's not actually the reason. It's what? Cause, it's because she's upset about Claude and Beatrice hugs her and is like, I fixed the zipper, get ready. And Haley walks downstairs and she's wearing this like Oscars red carpet gown. It's, That's not a gala gown. It's not a gala gown. It's got like a cape sleeve thing. It's a whole and thing. And my favorite thing is Leona's just like, and here is my daughter who definitely didn't have a horrid relationship and very poorly recently and shouldn't be here right now. I'm going to force her into the spotlight. And it's not nepotism at all. As soon as she's on stage, Claude comes in, and then the children's choir is singing, and Haley is conducting it, apparently. She's just moving her hand, Megan. It really doesn't work. If you look at the music and see how she's moving her arms, her conducting is terrible. I will give them points because Niles talks the entire performance, and I thought that was a nice little background oh, he, thing. He sucks, yeah. So Claude is gonna go talk to Haley once it's done, but then Niles is like, I bought every auction item at the silent auction, dance with me. And she's like, yeah, sure. And Claude sees it and immediately leaves. And I hate it. Meanwhile, all the people at Elite Marketing are like, yeah, did you hear that Niles is courting Haley Lloyd just for extra insurance in case Leona doesn't like her design while Leona's right in front yeah. of them. And she's like, oh no. So she goes and finds yes. Claude and is like, I'd say we both let our emotions get the best of us, huh? Your ad was so great. Should I give you a second chance? And of course he's like, yeah. yeah. And she's like, well, then you shall have it. And then there's it's just like, okay. And then she says, doesn't Haley deserve another chance? So isn't this her mother using leverage in order to 
make her daughter get a boyfriend back. It's wild that this movie treats this as though it is fine. Fine. Slash and not, good. And not how nice of her mother. Yes, and not weirdly exactly what Especially she because hates. his response is I'm questioning that. Like he's like, I don't know if she does. Which she's wrong about, but you know. Yeah, yeah. And she says, No, 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 no. The right question is, do you love her? Which they, also like They've been on three dates. They've been on like three dates. One of which was a double date. Like, they... This is a Gak family movie, though, man. Yeah, yeah. So, Niles is like, dance with me more. And Claude goes, actually, what about me? And Doris takes Niles away and calls him naughty. And she's going to murder him. Because no. she is a Christmas leprechaun. No. She's going to tie him up upside down and... and pour whiskey on his pants so it looks like he peed himself. And then feed him coal. What if she's Krampus? <gasps> Doris Krampus. Krampus. Then, of course, what happens is Haley's like, what I did is unforgivable. No, it's not. It's very you forgivable. You deserve the truth and honesty, and I wish I could just restart everything. And he's like, let's do that. I'm Claude. My dad barbecued. And then Haley tells the truth of who she is. And then they dance. And then Leona's like, hey, Don. Let's get together because we need to pair the spares. Were you going to ask me to dance? And he's just like, uh, I mean, sure. And then they start dancing. And then Beatrice, only good point of Beatrice and Benedict, I think, is in this one moment, honestly. Yes, they, they are it dancing. For the end. They are dancing, and Beatrice is leading. And Ben is like, Why are you leading? And she says, Someone's got to. Yeah, that's good. And then they're like, Okay, let's trade off. And then he like spins at her and dips her, and it's actually like impressive. Yeah. And that's the best moment of that film. And, and then it ends. And, well, and then we cut back to Haley and Claude, and she reveals what she'd wanted for Christmas that only Santa knew, which makes no sense because she literally said that this was a thing like the second time they ever saw each other. Yes, it is insane. Well, not second. I guess it would be the third. No, mate, it's still insane. It's their second date. Yeah. Anyway. She says, all I wanted for Christmas is you. Megan, I think you mean you. And then Claude is like, then you have your wish because I've fallen madly in love with you, Haley Lloyd. And it's a very merry Christmas for them both. And before the film fully ends, we see Doris just like peek out from behind the tree like, oh, I did it. I'm I'm magical. I'm magical. And that's it so that as a reminder that's not how the play ends what we'd have to have him call her out in front of everyone which like he does separately to every person be like she's terrible yep but then she'd have to faint and then she and beatrice would fake her death and then he'd be forced to dance with some random woman who turns out to be her yep uh, this film is not a good adaptation, what? Uh, nor is it a good film. What are you talking about? I thought what I just said proves that it's a great adaptation. No, it's bad. Oh. It has nothing to do with Much Ado About Nothing, nothing to do with the themes about Much Ado About Nothing. What are you talking about? There's two couples. One is bad, and one is bad, the, but in a different meaning. The themes about Much Ado About Nothing are how rumors can fly out of proportion and are dangerous are dangerous and literally this one is like it's bad to lie yes 
Which, that's it. Which, yeah, that's part of the whole rumors are dangerous thing. Like, don't spread rumors. I want to know but, what Claude's girlfriend did to him that was so bad that it broke this man. Because he's broken. Yeah. If that type of lie was like, I'm going to throw away this entire relationship. I was in love with you. Then why I, didn't we talk about it? Then why didn't you say, okay, those are your reasons, but let me explain to you why that's not great for he me He doesn't still. explain. No, he just goes, I don't care. And then he looks at a tree and is like, I love her. MVP? No one? Did we just Xmas this MVP? Do I have anyone I think did a good job? You know what? Don. Unoffensive. Unoffensive. He's working on getting deals and helping Claude and Ben. That's pretty much what Don Pedro does. I'm going to go with Doris still. Okay. Just so we don't have to discuss this film yeah. again. Yeah. Do you want to know what I think Shakespeare would say if he saw this? Always and forever, Megan. I cannot tell what to think of it, but that she loves him with an enraged affection. It is past the infinite of thought. Sure. Marquez, what would you rate Much Ado About Christmas? I would rate it the one point that I would like to live in this Christmas town out of the five times I asked you if you would. It might be six times that I asked you, but I'm still going to say that it's the same score regardless. Megan, what would you rate Much Ado About Christmas? I would rate it the two times I brought up moving to England as just a negative out of probably the five times or so that I went, I hate Claudio (laughs) or Claude, because honestly, that's the one thing I think it is a good adaptation of Claudio. And how bad he is. And how susceptible he is to rumors and how rash he is and how mean he is it's so weird while everyone is supposed to tell you that he's great and that's what what this film does that same thing where they're like this guy being mean no he's the dream he's the dream man and i go god he's awful please no all right i think that's just about going to do it for us here on avant bard if you liked what you heard, you can follow us on all social media platforms at AvantBard. And if you really liked what you heard, you can support us financially at patreon.com slash AvantBardPod. You can also visit our website at bit.ly slash AvantBard. Loopers for this episode will be posted on Patreon next week. But until then, we will see you anon. Avant Bard is created by Matthew James Marquez and Megan Charlo. To support the show, visit patreon.com slash avantbardpod. We would like to thank Riley Allen for the creation of our theme music, Cloverkin for our logo artwork, and everyone in the audience for joining us. If you'd like to learn more about Avant Bard, you can visit us on all social media platforms at avantbardpod.